0: Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. How
1: was she so so sure that if Nehemiah went to, Syria, to, 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 to samaria that elisha would heal him because elisha had healed hundreds it was a it was a known fact this is how did she know because it was a common fact in samaria and in israel the anointing that was in elisha and the results that it was getting it wasn't one person it wasn't two it wasn't three you know were all kinds of miracles so she knew even though she didn't you know she she wasn't a, a, a disciple of elijah or anything but just from the reports you know that's why talking about what is coming this spirit without measure it will be like the one in the ministry of jesus the results will be consistent it will not be like what we have today today a few people get healed tomorrow so nobody will get healed the next day this will happen no it won't be sporadic. It will not be accidental. It will not be random. In statistics, we have what is called random. We just take one here, then you take one here. It will be consistent. And that's what you see in the ministry of Jesus. The Bible says, and virtue went out of him, and he healed all 15,000 people, 20,000 people. And it wasn't once. And the Bible says, in Mark 6, one of my favorite scriptures of highlighting the spirit without measure you know what the bible says he says and wherever he went in villages in country in cities that they would bring the sick out you know that they might touch but the hem of his garment you know and he said and everybody will get healed that's the kind of thing that was happening in elijah's ministry not at the level of jesus but he had uh he had that track record of of, of, of people being healed by the power of God that was coming out of them. That was why the man prayed for a double portion. You know, Elijah had a double portion. Elijah too had it, but Elijah's only was double. So, she she says this. So, her uh, mistress hears and goes to tell her husband, he said, there's a prophet in Israel that can heal you of your leprosy. So the man goes to tell his boss, the king of Syria. So the king of Syria writes a de- diplomatic letter. And I says, we hear that you have a prophet in that place that heals people. I'm sending my top general, the captain of my host. Please, tell the prophet to heal him. <laughs> Unfortunately, the king at that time <laughs> was an unbelieving king. Ahab. Ahab. Let me say it in Yoruba. In our language, that means he 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 behaved himself uncomely. The Bible says he tore his clothes, and he began to cry. You know, because he thought that the Syrian king was sending this man to him to make trouble, because you see, he was afraid of Syria, because Ahab was not walking with God. So the Syrians were stronger militarily at that time than the um, Israelites which should not have been, but it was a consequence of disobedience. So, Elisha was really afraid. Hey, see this man, he wants to come and make trouble. That's why, I, I, am I God? Stupid man. Didn't the Bible say you are God's? He shows he doesn't know who he is. And you know, there are a lot of Christians like that today. They're just like Ahab. Am I God that I should heal the leper? Didn't the Bible tell us? That he has given us the power. Even in the Old Testament. Psalm 82 is not in the New Testament. It's in the Old Testament. I say you are gods. Now of course we are not God like God. But we can be like God. And he, be, he just. Misbehaves and cries. And all of that. The news. Of the. Uh, ruckus. In the palace. Gets to Elisha. I mean, you know, news, especially bad news, it travels very fast. People say, ah, I'm speaking in a language. People say, ah, if you saw what happened in the palace today? Can you imagine? The king was crying. <laughs> and he tore his clothes because the king of Syria sent a leper to heal, for him to get healed. So, the news gets to Elisha. Ah, these are the scriptures I love. You know what he said? You know, they that know their God Honey, they shall be strong and they will. He, there was no question in Elisha's mind that he will heal him. That's the power of the spirit without measure. There was no question in his mind. He didn't even worry about Nehemiah's faith or anything like that. He just said, why is the king of Israel Okay, And the man of God heard that the king of Israel had raised glory. And he said to the king, say, wherefore? Has thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me. Ah, the day and hour is coming where we will say this. That's why we have to inherit. You can't say this without that level of anointing. How many pastors can say this today? Let's be honest. We can't. Most of us can't. And many of us will brag they will come and nothing will happen. Yes. Yes. Just take their money. I'm being honest. Because I know that there is a price to pay to inherit that kind of anointing. But Elisha had it. He had paid the price by serving Elijah. He had it. He knew he had it. He says, let him come now unto me. And he shall know. What a word. That there is a prophet in Israel. I'm talking about honesty and humility of heart. And I'm using Nehemiah as a great example. So, you know what? Elisha goes. He gets to, to Elisha's house. Elisha does not behave like normal men. If it was normal men who are looking for something to eat, and may God deliver the church, they would have had all kinds of parade for the great man that is coming they would have, you know, because they want to get something from him. Elijah treats him like any other person. Even though he's the captain of the hosts of Syria, who will we'll be like the chief of defense staff, the chief of army staff. He says, he didn't even, Elijah does not even come out to see him. He's outside the house. So he sends Gehazi, his servant, and said, go and tell him that he should go and dip himself seven times in the Jordan River and he'll be clean. <laughs> you know, Nahum is still a sinner. You know, he's, he's a natural man, but he has a good heart. Eh, 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 eh. man was mad. He was angry, and rightly so. A, a whole chief of army staff of a country that is more powerful than your country militarily at that time. And you just treat me. You know, disdainfully, I thought he would come out and say, "Yes, you are welcome, sir." Then he will look up to the sky and call on the name of his God and heal the leper. He was expecting some spectacular, you know, operation. But Lehiya like didn't. God's ways are not your ways, who? and His thoughts are not your thoughts. I just got a, I just got a, I just got a tweet from heaven. You know what happened? I've never preached this before. I've preached this thing many times in my life. But I've ne- this part of Manziah, I've never preached before. When Elisha sent the message to, um, to, to Ahab, and Ahab now told something. Before that Manziah came in, Elisha had gone to pray to receive instruction from God on how to deal with this situation. If he was an person, he may have dealt with it differently. Why the Jordan River? Why seven times? Holy Ghost. That is one of the reasons why when you inherit the spirit without measure, I'm teaching things concerning the kingdom. I've been studying this thing for 40 something years. I used to wonder why Jesus did things differently each time. you find that one time he wanted to heal one man who was blind. You know what he did? He spat. How disgusting. Then he, he spat on the, on the earth. Then he now made a paste from the dust, from the clay. Then he put it on the man's eyes. Then he said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. Ah, ah Lord Jesus. The man is blind. How will he get to Siloam? I mean, blind men always have people who lead them around. He wasn't seeing, you know, he, was, he was still blind. But the man would call one of his brothers or some that used to, you know, the somebody who would be taking him out of the house every day. And he would sit by the side begging, you know, for money and all of that. So anyway, so he now said, okay, the man said, oh, yeah, take me to the pool of Siloam. So somebody took him by the hand. All the way to the pool of Siloam. And then, he takes the water out of the pool and he washes his eyes and lo and behold ah, everybody give the Lord a clap offering the man's eyes are bingo open but in the case of blind Bartimaeus it was not like that Jesus is walking out of Jericho people say Jesus the son of God is passing because Jesus was famous around and people have heard that he heals the sick, he raises the dead, and all of that. The, the story, the fame of him had gone wrong. So this blind man, the son of Bartimaeus, there were actually two of them. If You study the scriptures very well. You find that in the Lutheranians, there's two blind men. But they, the Bible now focused on one of them, blind Bartimaeus. So he began to scream, Jesus, O son of David! He called him by his prophetic name. He see all the other people called him prophet from Nazareth blind Bartimaeus wanted a miracle so he called him by his prophetic name it's not everybody who believed he was a son of david you know they were saying you know who are you and all of that but blind Bartimaeus believed it so he called him by his prophetic name very few people did that back in those days at that time jesus son of david have mercy on me Everybody said shut up Or oh, guys is passing you are making noise to disturb the anointing (laughs) but he didn't shut up the guys kept on that jesus son of david have (laughs) mercy. you know today i'm receiving more and more revelation it's as if i'm there do you know how much noise people were making the bible says a multitude for jesus to hear him he must have screamed at the top of his voice If you have been talking quietly, you won't hear. Because there's so many people. People are talking. It's a crowd, folks. I'm preaching by revelation. Completely. He had to raise his voice. And Jesus heard it. You know what Jesus heard? Son of David, have mercy on me. He can never say no. He stops and strikes. Bring him to me. You know, human beings are so fickle. same people were saying shut up a minute ago. When Jesus said bring him to me, I call it for thee. He it for... <laughs> human nature has not changed. People, they blow with the wind. That's why you need to know what you believe and stay with it. So they bring blind Bartimaeus. Watch this. I'm talking about wisdom. And talking to God. I'm going to get back to um, this guy and we're going to close. You know, Nehemiah um, in a minute. Look at the difference between this and the other man who he put spit on his hand. Jesus didn't spit. Jesus didn't make any paste. Jesus could see he was blind. But Jesus said, what would thou that I do unto thee? If he had said he wanted money, he would have told um, Judas. Okay? Give him whatever. Let him go and buy a puff puff. <laughs> and bread and eat for today it's true and it would have gone on it is according to your faith it will be unto you the guy i like i like blind materials i he said he put his clothes from off him all those dirty clothes of a beggar he said today is my day of deliverance he said that i may receive my sight jesus is impressed then according to your faith, so be it unto you. The Bible says his eyes were opened instantly. That's different from the other person. What makes a difference in each case? Holy Spirit. That is why you need to have familiarity with the Holy Spirit. In one situation, say do this. In another situation, say do that. So in the case of Naaman, Elijah Elisha had gone to God and asked God, how do we do this? He could have... God could have said, when he comes, just say, you are healed, and the leprosy would have departed. But God chose not to do it like that. You see, the, w- the way God does things depends a lot on the recipient. So, in many ways, to deal with their pride, to deal with their unbelief, you know. So God will, you know, use different situations. That's why he's the only God who knows the hearts of men and he knows the kind of instruction you have to give to that particular person to get a particular result you there is no one something fits them all well that's why you need day by day you need to be praying the prayer give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you let my love abound yet more and more in knowledge so the way i'm going to walk in love in this situation will be like this the way i'm going to walk in love in another situation will be like this no i'm going to walk in love like this. Walk in this situation i have to know that's why the Pauline pray, daily Pauline prayers are essential. Because revelation is continuous and progressive. The way you handle something yesterday may not be the way you handle it today. Some people's faith, like blind Bartimaeus, don't need clay on their eyes to activate it. Just say, be, um, You're healed in Jesus' name. And his eyes opened. The other man needed the clay to be able to activate, he needed to feel something physical. And then walk all the way to the pool of Siloam. Then feel the water, which is a type of the life of God. Which was invisible and in the air. But he had to feel something to activate his faith for him to receive. Two different scenarios. Am I talking to anybody here? That's why you need daily prayer. I used to wonder, why did Jesus get up early in the morning every day? He's be son of God. He knows everything. Well, he doesn't. Because he was a man at that time. You know? Because each day well, there were instructions downloaded for what is going to happen that day. The day is going to feed five thousand. The day is going to feed seven thousand. The day is going to heal the woman with issue of blood. There is going to did he download all the instructions. Generally speaking, by the Holy Spirit. So as each situation arises, the Holy Spirit will say, "This is what you do here. This is what you do here." That's why he got the kind of resource he got. Is anybody still on my side? Let's get back to Nehemiah and close. So, Nehemiah very angry, and rightly so. You don't treat dignitaries like that, <laughs> you know. And said, Oh, and he was, he, the Bible says, he went out in a rage, showing that Nehemiah was a man of like passions, like as we are. There's a lesson here I want to learn. Look at Nehemiah's infirmities. He was angry, almost missed his miracle, but he had a good heart. One of his servants, as he was riding away in anger, this man, well, they'll come here to Israel and disgrace me. You know what he said? He said, Are there not better rivers in Damascus than, than, than this, your silly Jordan River? That I, a I, whole I me, a whole major general, should go and start dipping myself in the front of everybody you know, in Israel in the, in the river Jordan. What, what, a, what, what a disgrace. He was angry. and In a natural thing, if you put yourself in his position he had a reason to be he felt he should be treated you know with dignity with diplomatic dignity and everything you know and he didn't come in war he came in peace he came to ask for help why do we, you know so you now want to just you know disgrace me and rubbish me and they just treat talk treat me anyhow but you see god knew him and god knew his heart it was his heart That first of all allowed God to give him great victories. It was his heart that allowed him to listen to his wife's house girl. And it was the same heart of integrity. And honesty and humility that got him his miracle. It was one of his servants who said, "Ah, My Lord, don't get angry. If the prophet had asked you to do some difficult thing, you've would done it. He said, when the man said, go to the river. He said, Uh, This is Olubi Johnson paraphrase. It's not in the Bible. But it's Olubi Johnson, but it's correct. You know, what the man told him was this. Oh, God, we have nothing to lose. All the man said, go to the Jordan. Let's go. Let's see what happens. So, Nehemiah goes. Can you imagine the lack of dignity? A whole major journey. has to take his clothes off. But in those days it was normal to bath in public places. It wasn't a disgrace as such. You know, people went to the river all the time to go and bath. So he took his clothes off. It's as if I'm there. I'm preaching by revelation. You know, he gets into the river just like everybody else. Then he goes like that. one, nothing happened. Two, nothing happens. Three, nothing happens. (laughs) God have mercy on you. Four, nothing happens. Five, nothing happens. Six, nothing happens. Believe his prophets, so shall he prosper. Then it seventh time, the leprosy still on his body. Ah! His skin comes like the skin of a new baby. Ah! The man is overjoyed. Then he knew that there is a prophet in Israel. Puts his clothes on. And then goes back to the house of Elijah. And goes to thank him. He said, now I know. You see, dearly beloved honey. It is this kind of miracles that we are going to use to change the world. Talk is not going to get it done. Are you listening to me? He's a spirit without measure. He, he, this is a whole chief of army staff of a foreign country that was more military powerful than Israel at that time. He declares, when he says, what miracle? He said, now I know. There is no other God except the God of Israel. He immediately gets, gets born again in the Old Testament. He gets converted. He said, Now, he takes permission from the prophet. The prophet now has become his spiritual father. Yes, instantly. You know all these men that are, you just one miracle we straighten them out. I'm not talking to anybody here. He said, Excuse, me, sir. Now I'm going back. And I now know that your own God is the true God. So I have to, you know, I'm worshiping your own God. He said, Two things. I'm going to take some earth from here so that when i'm worshiping god i'll be worshiping god on the earth that comes from israel he said number two i have to follow my boss to the temple of his god when he goes to he said and because i'm his chief of staff when they are bowing they have to bow you know because i have to follow him you know that's why it's not good to be legalistic Elisha permitted him he said no problem he said go you know it's permitted when you go, you just stay outside, your God will do his worship and everything and you just bow your head you know, and you know that the true God is the one inside your heart, stand to your feet you see brethren why was Naaman healed honesty of heart why will you and I get the spirit without measure and operate it honesty and humility of heart God gives grace to the humble. He shows mercy. He, he showed himself strong on behalf of this unbeliever. And like I said earlier on, this enemy of Israel was an enemy of Israel. God blessed him because of his heart. I've discovered, though, this Christianity, it begins and ends at heart level. The heart is what, is what God is looking at Is at your heart. You may have fleshly faults on the outside, like Nehemiah get angry and say some things you shouldn't say and things like that. But if your heart is right, God knows. And He knows because of the sin nature in your, in your mind and in your body, you may misbehave and all of that. But you say, mm, your heart is okay. And that is what you should treasure above everything else. The Bible says, keep your heart. Let me paraphrase. Keep the honesty and the humility of your heart with all diligence. I say paraphrase, but by revelation, and it's correct. For out of it flew the forces of life. Let's talk to God.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious Transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website spcconline.org Thank you and God bless you.